This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, June 9th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. EPA cancels dicamba registrations. UK won't budge on U.S. ag trade. And major lands bill heads toward passage. Farmers can use existing dicamba stocks. Farmers who rely on dicamba herbicide are finally getting some clarity from EPA, but only short-term relief. Last night, the agency announced it is canceling registrations for dicamba formulations in line with the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals ruling. EPA says farmers and commercial applicators can still spray dicamba on crops, but only if they had the chemical in their possession on June 3rd, the date of the ruling. The chemical can only be used until July 31st. EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler said at the height of the growing season, the court's decision has threatened the livelihood of our nation's farmers and the global food supply. Canceling the registration and allowing farmers to use existing stocks, quote, is consistent with EPA standard practice following registration invalidation and is designed to advance compliance, ensure regulatory certainty, and prevent the misuse of existing stocks, Wheeler said. No give from UK on chicken or beef restrictions. Some U.S. ag sectors have had high hopes for a trade deal with Britain now that it has left the European Union. But a letter to British lawmakers from the International Trade Secretary Liz Truss and Environmental Secretary George Eustace is dampening expectations. British trade negotiators won't lift restrictions that ban most U.S. beef and chicken the same restrictions that limit U.S. exports to the European Union. Truss and Eustace pledged in the letter, a copy of which tweeted by Truss. These import standards include a ban on using artificial growth hormones in domestic and imported products and set out that no products other than potable water are approved to decontaminate poultry carcasses, the letter reads. Decisions on these standards are a matter for the U.K. and will be made separately from any trade agreement. The U.K. is currently negotiating separate trade packs with the U.S. and with the European Union. CFAP payments top $1.4 billion. USDA's latest weekly report on the coronavirus food assistance program shows farmers have now received $1.4 billion of the $16 billion in payments the department eventually expects to distribute. Nearly half of the money, $676 million, has gone to livestock producers, primarily beef, cattle, and hogs. Corn, soybeans, cotton, and other row crops have received $368 million, while $337 million in payments have gone to dairy farms. Growers of fruit, vegetables, and other specialty crops have received less than $25 million. Producers in Iowa lead the nation with $112 million in payments, roughly divided between row crops and livestock. Wisconsin has received $108 million, with most of that, nearly $80 million, going to dairy producers. Nebraska farmers have received about $99 million. Senate Advancing Land Conservation Funding The Senate is moving a landmark conservation bill, the Great American Outdoors Act, that would provide permanent funding of $900 million a year for the Land and Water Conservation Fund, 
which in part pays for federal land acquisitions. The money comes from oil and gas revenues. The bipartisan measure would simultaneously provide $1.9 billion a year over the next five years for maintaining public lands. Critics of providing long-term funding for the LWCF have long argued that maintenance needs should take precedent over acquiring new lands. The Senate voted 80-17 to last night to bring up the bill for debate. Take note, getting the bill on the Senate floor was a victory for two vulnerable Senate Republicans, Cory Gardner of Colorado and Steve Daines of Montana. But the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, the American Sheep Industry Association, Public Lands Council, and many other state affiliates strongly oppose the bill. They argue it would guarantee at least $360 million a year for purchasing new federal land at a time when the government can't maintain the land that it has now. If passed, the GAO sentences hundreds of millions of acres of American land and water to a poorly managed future, the group say in a letter to Senate leaders. Mexico, the latest to end glyphosate use. The use of glyphosate will be gradually phased out in Mexico, the country's Secretary of Environment and Natural Resources has told a Mexican news outlet. Victor Manuel Toledo Manzur told Aristegui Live, however, that he is open to dialogue with the agricultural community. He said, we cannot say that it, this is a closed case. On the contrary, it's an open discussion. In November, Mexico prohibited the import of a shipment of a 1,000 tons of glyphosate into the country, citing a precautionary principle. Farm Biofuel Groups Press EPA on Exemptions Biofuel advocates are asking EPA today to provide more information on the request for retroactive exemptions from the Renewable Fuel Standard. Citing an appeals court ruling, the Renewable Fuels Association and several other organizations argue in a letter that EPA can't extend exemptions to any small refineries whose earlier temporary exemptions had lapsed. Backfilling SREs to circumvent a court decision would exacerbate market uncertainty at a time when rural communities already face unprecedented economic challenges, reads the letter obtained by AgriPulse. Other organizations that signed the letter include the American Farm Bureau Federation, National Farmers Union, National Corn Growers Association, and the National Biodiesel Board, to name a few. Meanwhile, a bipartisan group of over 40 House members is calling on the Environmental Protection Agency to not reduce volumes in the renewable fuel standard in an upcoming annual proposal. We need to make sure that our rural economies are in the best possible position to recover from this crisis, and any move to weaken the RFS would only put us further behind, says the letter signed by 22 Democrats and an equal number of Republicans. The lawmakers represent districts in Iowa, Kansas, Minnesota, Illinois, Missouri, Nebraska, Wisconsin, South Dakota, Kentucky, Indiana, California, Arkansas, Connecticut, Rhode Island, and New Hampshire. Here's today's He Said It. In my 35 years of polling, I've never seen opinion shift this fast or deeply. We are a different country today than just 30 days ago. 
The consequences, politically, economically, and socially, are too great to fit into a tweet. This is big. This is Beatles on Ed Sullivan big. That GOP pollster Frank Luntz on the dramatic shift in public opinion about race and policing. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, June 9th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.